man, y'all look, I like this. I can spit on just about everybody here today, all right? That is so awesome. I'm so glad to see you, and you're honking your horn. I tell you what, that's how I want you to say amen today, all right? So if you hear something that you just really stirs your soul, just honk your horn, all right? Oh, my soul. I'm so glad to see y'all, and thank you for your prayers, and uh, I have felt those things, and we're just going to trust the Lord with whatever happens. Amen? And uh, today I want to preach out of Psalm 31, and I just about want to go ahead and start right now, but I won't, all right? So let me say this. If you're a guest today, it is such a joy to have you. I know there's a lot of places that you could be, but I am so glad that you are here. And I don't know even if we even have any guest cards in here or not, but if you are a guest, listen, after the service today, I would love to just say hello to you. So I'm, I'm going to just hang out here at the front, but I'd love to say hello and just to meet you and, and just to personally thank you for being here today. Today. And so I know it's tight. Thank you for being patient. Thank you for being willing. Uh, I don't even know that there's even really a whole lot of update that we can really even share. Is there, Mark? So we're just kind of in that waiting season. All right. So we're just going to be patient. We're going to do what it takes. Amen? Amen. Amen. So do me a favor. Put on the best smile you got. Shake a hand. Just uh, or, or give an air high five to somebody. I know it's tight in here, but just st let's stand up and greet each other and welcome somebody to Popper Springs this morning. All right. Good to see you, Turkey. Turkey I, I don't know. No, no. Good morning. Well, amen. Good to see you this morning. As our ushers come forward for the morning offering, just let me make you aware of a couple of things. There is a, an event for kids tonight, back to school family paint and prayer night uh, from 5 to 7, pizza included in the Old Fellowship Hall, which is K. Melba's Sunday School Classroom. Men's ministry, you meet next Sunday night at 6.15. Choir, we meet today, and I have an announcement for you, so don't don't miss it today, choir. We're looking forward to it. Let's pray together. Now I'll ask you to be seated for our offering. Lord, thank you for the day. Thank you for what you're going to do today. Thank you that you've promised to be with us and we already sense your presence. Thank you that you've allowed our pastor to be here today. I pray that everything that's done and said in this place will bring glory to you and you alone and that you will now bless and take these offerings to use them to build your kingdom as you see fit. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated.
Now, I don't know, but I have a sneaking suspicion this is not the first time that song's ever been sung in this auditorium. I believe that's true. And you know, part of being part of the family is we know each other's stories, we live each other's stories, we tell each other's stories. And so we got a lot of people this today and during this week that have had birthdays. Donna's had one. Today's Lisa Cox's birthday, and she's just so happy that I said that. Just look at her. <laughs> and, uh, and so, and, and I'll pay for it later. And there's all kinds of, but, but I want to tell you something about a personal story just, just for me. So this coming Friday, Carol and I will celebrate 44 years of marriage. 44 years, that's pretty good. 44. 44 years. And uh, some of you know this, but some of you don't, that when I first met her, the first time I ever saw her, she was riding a motorcycle. Now, how many of you did not know that? Probably a lot of you did not know that. But she was, and I was on I-85 going down towards USC Spartanburg where I was going to go to a class and something passed me in a blaze of glory. <laughs> and it had on a helmet and it had on a leather uh, suit and a leather coat and leather boots up to the knees and just right past me. So I followed because I thought it was a God moment. <laughs> and so I went in and so I went in I took a parking place and just a few uh, a few parking places down, she pulled over in that motorcycle, and they were because she was straddling that motorcycle. She took that helmet off and then pulled a bandana down and shook her hair. <laughs> and it glowed in the sun so much that I said, Yes! <laughs> and so we, got, we started seeing each other not, not too long after that. But 44 years. 44 years, two children, countless pets. Please do, keep it up. She's, she needs it. But so our anniversary is coming up, and the motorcycle days are gone. So I wanted you to see what she wanted for anniversary this year. And there it is. So she has that now. That's, so it's a different thing. She can put her little dog in that thing. And anyway, life is still good after 44 years, and I still look good. So... I'm excited. Let's stand together and let's sing together now as we join our hearts. <laughs> Since Jesus came into, came into my heart, and no dark clouds of doubt, now my pathway obscure. Since Jesus came into my heart, since Jesus came into, came into my heart, since Jesus came into, came into my heart, floods of joy o'er my soul like the sea.
shall go there to dwell in that city I know. Since Jesus came into, came into my heart, as I'm happy, so happy as onward I go. Since Jesus came into my heart,
And Lord, we just come to you in the name of Jesus again today, thanking you for meeting with us. And Lord, would you open our hearts now to what our pastor would say through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Amen. Amen. Hey, would you join me in just showing your appreciation for Scott and the praise team and our musicians, our sound and audio guys? Amen. Amen. Oh, I just appreciate all that they do. And man, they have really stepped it up the last few weeks. And I know this is a little bit of an inconvenience, but God is good all the time, right? And uh, so a little inconvenience is probably not going to hurt us. As soon as we know some things, I promise, we'll communicate those things to you, and we're just going to trust the Lord all the way through this. If you have a copy of God's Word, look with me in Psalm 31. So today and next Sunday are going to be our last two times that we're just going to spend some time in a psalm. I've loved the summer. I think it's been good for us to, to kind of walk through the psalms and these songs uh, that the people of God would sing. And even though they were not written to us, I think the scriptures are written for us, right? And so that we can glean and we can gain what God is saying. And I love Psalm 31, and I love it more today than I have ever loved it. This is one of those psalms that uh, I've got a great book in my library by one of my favorite preachers. And his name is Ron Dunn. And Ron lived in Texas, great man of God, an awesome preacher. He's gone on to be with the Lord now. And, uh, but he has a book called um, uh, Lord, I Want Off the Roller Coaster. Have you ever felt like you've been on a, on a roller coaster? Okay, that's kind of up and down. Well, when you read Psalm 31, that's exactly the kind of rhythm that you're going to feel. All right? You're, you're going to hear the psalmist out in distress. Okay, he's in distress. And we don't exactly know what it is. Many scholars believe that this was written during the time when David was running from his own son named Absalom. Because Absalom wanted to kill his dad. And so some scholars believe this is the moment. This is one of the, the songs. This is something that God gave him during that experience. And so by the time you read the first eight verses, it's like, man, he's in distress and he's in bad shape. And then you get to verse 9, it's like, but my hope and trust is going to be in the Lord. And it kind of picks it back up. Then you get to verse 9, and guess what happens? Here we go again. And you'll, you'll see this rhythm all the way through Psalm 31. In distress... God's moving, and I'm going to bless his name. I'm going to trust him. Here's another problem I'm having to endure, another moment of distress, but I'm going to continue to trust God. And you'll see this three different times in that psalm. Now, that speaks to me because to me that just, that just talks about real life, right? I mean, all of us know some discomfort. All of us know some level of stress. You know some level of pressure in your life. You may be having to endure some things that you wish you didn't have to endure. There's moments that pop up. You didn't ask for it. You didn't want it. You don't particularly like it, but you're having to deal with it. And those are the moments that God really does teach you the most, right? Let's just be honest. Those moments are the moments that God uses to teach us more about grace, more about trust, more about faith, more about just resting in Him, relying upon Him, knowing that we cannot always help ourselves. I'm, I'm grateful for good doctors. I'm grateful for the good care that I got in Lexington, all right? And so I'm, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for my doctor. I, I've, got the most, I've got the greatest doctor in all the world as far as I'm concerned. Not only is my he's my doctor, but he is my friend. I mean, so so we called him the other night. I'm, I'm you know just I want to be sure that he's in agreement with what this other doctor said, and they were. And but listen, as much as I love Doctor Saxena, he is not my healer. Right? He's not my healer, and so I know where my help comes from. Amen. It comes from the Lord. And so God can take somebody with broken down health and he can do something. God can take a broken pipe and do something. Right? So there's no reason for us to despair even though we may feel the, the pressure of the situation. And so what I want to do this morning is just simply walk through this text and... Um, just see what the Lord has for us today. So if you have a copy, Psalm 31, 
And uh, I know you've been standing up for a, a while, but I'm going to ask you, if you can, those of you that can, to stand with me as we honor the reading of God's holy, infallible, inerrant, perfect, life-changing life word. In you, O Lord, do I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your righteousness, deliver me, incline your ear to me, rescue me speedily. Be a rock of refuge for me, a strong fortress to save me. You are my rock and my fortress, and for your name's sake, you lead me and guide me. You take me out of the net they've hidden for me, for you are my refuge. Into your hand I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord, faithful God. I hate those who pay regard to worthless idols, but I trust in the Lord. I will rejoice and be glad in your steadfast love because you have seen my affliction. You have known the distress of my soul. You have not delivered me into the hand of the enemy. You have set my feet in a broad place. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am in distress. My eye is wasted from grief, my soul and my body also. For my life is spent with sorrow, my years with sighing, my strength fails because of my iniquity, and all my bones waste away. Because of all my adversaries, I have become a reproach, especially to my neighbors, and an object of dread to my acquaintances. Those who see me in the street flee from me. I've been forgotten like one who is dead. I've become like a broken vessel, for I hear the whispering of many terror on every side, and they scheme together against me as they plot to take my life. But I trust in you, O Lord. I say you are my God. My times are in your hand. Rescue me from the hand of the enemies and from my persecutors. Make your face to shine on your servant. Save me in your steadfast love. O oh Lord, let me not be put to shame, for I call upon you. Let the wicked be put to shame, and let them go silently to Sheol. And the lying lips be mute, which speak innocently against the righteous. And pride and contempt. Oh, how abundant is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who fear, and work for those who take refuge in you in the sight of children of mankind. In the cover of your presence, you hide them from the plots of men. You store them in the shelter from the strife of tongues. Blessed be the Lord, for he has shown wondrously his steadfast love to me. When I was in the besieged city, I said in my alarm, I am cut off from your sight. But you heard the voice of my pleas for mercy when I cried to you for help. Love the Lord, all you his saints. The Lord preserves the faithful, but abundantly repays the one who acts in pride. Be strong and let your heart take courage, all you who wait from the Lord. Man, I love the Word of God. And I love the God of the Word. Amen? So let's go to Him right now. Father, thank You for Your Word. Thank You for the Scriptures that we have. And we can know your thoughts and meditate on your ways. And Lord, to pursue you, to know you. God, to walk with you, to learn of you. Lord, to have a relationship with you. God, to rest in your finished work. Lord, I believe in this room today that many of us could, could share a lot of different experiences. God, we've all had some ups and we've had some downs. God, many of us in this room today know about the pressures of life. And at the same time, God, if we're not careful, that's where we will put our focus. But Lord, today I pray just as a psalmist, God, that we could be honest with you. God, we can tell you how we feel. But God, we know today that you are still on the throne. And that, God, I pray that we would take refuge in you. That, God, we would find our peace and our substance in you. And so, Lord, I pray that you would encourage us through your word today. And that, God, we would truly leave different than we walked in this room today. And so, God, we give these moments to you. We pray that the Holy Spirit would come and be our teacher. 
And God, for all that you do, we're going to bless you and we're going to praise you and we're going to give you glory for all things. And we ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. God bless you. You can be seated. I love this powerful psalm and, and the truths, these incredible truths that it reveals and knowing that I can experience very much the same things that the psalmist experienced. Did you, did you feel the weight of his distress as we read that psalm? I mean, you, you can't help but feel that when he, when he talks about how he just feels forgotten. By the time you get to, to verse 11, he says, Because all the adversaries have become a reproach, especially to my neighbors, and an object of dread to my acquaintances, those who see me in the street flee from me. This guy is so low, and people treat him so bad that they can see him coming. They're going to stop and turn around and go in the opposite direction. He says, Lord, I feel like I am a dead man. You could translate that phrase, God, I feel alone. If you've ever known what it feels like to be forsaken, if you've ever felt like that you have been forgotten, then you know the incredible amount of fear that that can manifest in your own heart and in your own life. If you think God is not here, buddy, we ain't got no hope, amen? And so sometimes in life you can feel that way. I think that depression and distraction and discouragement are chief tools of the enemy. Now I'm not saying the devil is behind every rock. I'm not saying the devil's behind every physical ailment. I'm not saying the devil is behind every busted pipe. I know you're supposed to say burst, but I say busted, all right? So I don't, I, don't, I don't know that there's a demon behind every tree, but I do know this. The Bible does teach spiritual warfare. And I cannot help but believe some of the things that we are experiencing the last few weeks is nothing more and nothing less than spiritual warfare. I believe God is on the move. I believe God is doing something unique right here in his people called Poplar Springs. And I know the devil can't have me and the devil can't have the church of Jesus. Amen? But he can come against it. He wants to create uh, a spirit that we are fearful and anxious and that we would wring our hands wondering what in the world are we going to do? Well, that's where the psalmist was many times in this passage. But there are three distinct positive things that pop out, and those are the things I want to concentrate on for just a few minutes this morning. Number one, he, he also, listen, even in his time of distress, he came back to the fact that God cares. Somebody needs to hear that today. God cares. I love what he says in verse 7. I will be glad and rejoice in thy mercy, for thou hast considered my trouble. God, you know how my soul is, is, is going through all this adversity. And so, God, I know that you are here. I know that you care. I love the fact that in this text you see the word goodness and you see the word mercy. In Psalm 23, what does he say is going to follow him all the days of his life? God's goodness and God's mercy. And so, child of God today, be encouraged. You may be going through a tough time. You may have a broken dream. You could even have a broken heart here today. But you got to know this. Your circumstances may not be the best, but you've got a holy, righteous God, the very one who created every star, moon, sun, planet. He's the one that created the mountains. He's the one that created Spartanburg County. He's the one that gave you you life that very God cares for you he cares for you he cares for you he says Lord you are my rock God you are my fortress God you are my stability God you are my strength he says I trust you O Lord in verse 14 matter of fact I think verse 15 is the greatest verse in the whole chapter he says but I trust in you O Lord I say that you are my God my times are in your hand 
God cares. The second thing I know to be true in this text is that God is in control. I love that phrase, my times are in your hands. You know, the Bible says this, men make their plans, but God orders the steps, right? And so I can, I can trust in that. I can rest in that. I can find comfort in that. My times are in your hands. There is nothing that will come our way as a child of God that God is not going to give his okay with first. Don't you think that the enemy's got something on God? God can be everywhere at one time. Somebody say amen. Omnipresent. He's omnipotent. He is large and in charge. The devil's not. I'll tell you what the devil is. The devil is a loser. I know he's also an abuser, but, but, uh, but, but he's done. The, thank you so much for that amen. <laughs> I mean, I, I, don't, I don't have to live in fear. You don't have to live in fear. We, we, we don't have to live as though we've been forgotten. We don't have to live underneath our circumstances. Surely nobody here today slept under your mattress. No, you, you slip on top of the mattress. And, and it's the will of God that you don't live under your circumstances. But, but God can prove himself so faithful today. That you can live above those circumstances. He will be your stability. He will be your strength. When I think of that term, fortress, he is unmovable. That's a big God, amen? He's big. And he is righteous. And he is holy. And he is in control. And, and according to this text, evidently God gives grace when grace is needed. Matter of fact, He'll give you more grace as your burdens grow. I mean, the more stuff that, that heaps upon us and the more distress that we feel, guess what? God has grace for that. God's going to give us some grace that we've never needed before. You can't bankrupt God's grace. How many of you need God's grace in your life today? Say amen. Well, that's a lot of people said amen right there. That's going to take a lot of grace. Well, guess what? We got a big God. He's not cheap. Now, I'm cheap. I'm cheap. I didn't want to even, I didn't want to get in the, I didn't want to go, I didn't want to go to the hospital. Do you know why I didn't go to the hospital? Because it costs money. <laughs> Everything costs money, right? Oh, now our insurance is going to go up. What if the insurance don't pay for medication? What if, what if, what if, what if? I hope you don't do what I do and play the what if game. And what I should be thinking is this. What would my life be like if I did not have Jesus? And he owns a cattle on a thousand hills, and if he ever gets, you know, Skimpy, he'll just sell a couple of cows, amen? Why, why do I worry? Because in my heart, I know that God cares. I know that God is in control. And very quickly, number three, God can. I don't know what you would fill in your blank. I don't know what your issue is. I don't know what that area of distress is in your life. But this I do know, God can. He can be your rock. He can be your fortress. He, he can protect you from that net. You can commit yourself to him because he is a faithful God. You can trust in the Lord. You can rejoice. You can be glad because his steadfast love is never bankrupt. You can go through affliction. You can go through distress. And you can know every single time that God can deliver. Why? Because verse 9 says he's a gracious God. Be gracious to me, O Lord. You know I'm in distress. My eyes have wasted in grief. My life has, has just been filled with all kind of sorrow, and I feel like my bones are wasting away. But then verse 14, but I trust in you, O Lord. I know that you can, and my times are in your hands. God, I know that you can deliver from any situation. God, I know that you can fix broken lives. You know, Humpty Dumpty fell off the wall, right? 
and all the king's men and all the king's women and all the king's horses or whatever, that, whatever it is, they couldn't put Humpty Dumpty back together again, right? But I'm telling you, God can take broken things and God can mend broken things. God is so good at that. God can mend your broken heart. God can mend your broken home. God can mend your broken hopes. God can mend your broken health. God can mend the broken pipe. And when you know that God can, then you want to trust him for it. And you realize that, God, my time is in your hands. Now, I don't know how long I'm going to get to live, and neither do you. Now, I've always felt like I was going to get to live a long time, but I may not be. I may not. I may check out before the day's over with. Well, don't say uh-uh, because the truth is, I, the truth is my time is in his hands. My time is in his hands. Now, for the psalmist to be able to say that, four things had to be true. Now, I'm, I'm about to wind it down. Four things had to be true. Number one, he had to have had a relationship with God. You will never know these three things are true. You will never know that God cares. You will never know that God can. And you will never know that God is in control unless you are in a relationship with him. So when I read this text, it just, it just leaps out to me. The only way that you can say, be of good courage, the only way that you can say that your heart is going to be strengthened, the only way that you can say that your hope is in the Lord is that you have a relationship with him. The second thing, there's no way that this could be true unless you are relying on who he says he is in his word. You, you are relying on God to be true. If he says that he's a fortress, then he's a fortress. If he says he's a rock, then he's a rock. If he says he can get you out of the net, he'll get you out of the net. If he says he can protect you from people speaking evil things against you, you know, let me just stop right there and just say this. We do some terrible things to our kids. Now, some of you parents, I'm going to give you a lesson in parenthood right quick. Do not teach your kids sticks and stones will break your bones, but words will never hurt you. That's, can I just tell you what that is? I don't want to offend anybody here. That's stupid. Matter of fact, that's not stupid. That's stupid. You know, there's a different way you say that word, and that's the worst way you can say that word, stupid. That's stupid, right? I mean, that's bless your heart material. <laughs> sticks and stones, I get it. But I'm going to tell you, words do hurt. And the psalmist said, the words that are speaking, they're speaking about me. I know they're not true, but it still hurts. And there were people who would see the psalmist coming in one direction, turn around and walk another. And I got good news. God will never walk out on you. He will be a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And so you can rely. So I'm in a relationship with God, and I can rely upon him, and, and that's good. And, and number three is, then, then that means there's a realization that's happened. This is not just wishful thinking. I'm just telling you, if we could just walk around with a microphone today, there are people all over this room that one by one could say, from experience, I know that God is real because I have realized it in my own life, and here's how. And you could just give one after the other, after the other, after the other. There's a realization. So, I don't know what your roller coaster is going to do. I don't know if you're on the upswing right now, if you're going the downswing. But I just know this, whichever way you are on your roller coaster today, it does not change who God is. It does not change his truth. And it does not change the fact that the same God yesterday is the same God today and the same God tomorrow. Number four, then there has to be rest. 
So there's a relationship with God. I'm relying on him. I, I, can, I can tell you from experience that I've experienced it because there is this thing called rest where you just say, okay, God, I'm trusting you. Whatever you want to do, I submit myself to that. So whether I'm living, whether I'm dying, whether I'm gaining, whether I'm losing, God, I am going to rest in you. And can I tell you, there is no better place to live than simply trusting Him. Trust and obey. That's a good song, isn't it? Just to trust and obey. If I could leave you with one thought today, I would leave you with the last two verses. If you want to know what I've been praying for us, I, I, could, I could sum it up with these last two verses. Love the Lord, all you His saints. I want y'all to love Jesus with every fiber of your being. Love Him. I didn't... Okay, I'll just tell you this. The, the worst part of Wednesday, the first thing, I've never, been, I've never had something like that to happen, and, and, and I've never looked at a pastor and said, I don't think I can preach tonight. And that was a bummer. I've got to be honest with you, I didn't like it. That wasn't the worst part. I didn't want to get in that ambulance, but I did. And that wasn't the worst part. The worst part for me Wednesday was the closest thing to Jesus to me was here. Now, I knew that you were coming. But I cannot tell you when, when that door opened and, and you popped your little self around that corner. I, I cannot tell you. I just wanted you to be there. Because I love her. And I know that she loves me. But that should pale into comparison of how much I should be loving Jesus. Right? With all my heart, my soul, my mind, my all. So I'm praying for you that you will love the Lord, all you His saints. The Lord preserves the faithful. I'm praying that you will be faithful. And if you are faithful to Jesus, His Word says that He will preserve you. And whatever is coming your way, whether it's a circumstance, it could even be a person. Look what it says here. He will abundantly repay the one who acts in pride. So whatever your thorn in the flesh is, you don't have to get vengeance for it. God says He will step in and take care of it for you. And I'm praying that you are going to be strong. And that you will let your heart take courage. And that we will truly wait and rest and hope in the Lord. So Lord Jesus today, how we thank you and praise you for who you are. And God, I don't know... um, I don't know everyone's story completely today. I I don't have the ability to be able to let my eyes just drift over this 
congregation today and instantly know what what things may be going on in someone's life I, I don't have that ability but God you created us you know us better than anybody else you know exactly where we are God you know if anyone is here today and they feel forsaken you know if someone here today has been feeling forgotten and alone. God, you know today if there's someone here and they are just eat up with fear. God, you know. And today, God, I believe your word has reminded us that you do care, that you haven't forgotten us, that you are in control. And that, God, you have a divine purpose. Lord, any, anything that we would go through, any distress, God, you have a unique way of using even those moments to draw us close to you and to teach us and to grow us, to equip us for what you have planned for us. God, today we just needed to be reminded that you can. That you can do all things. There is nothing that is impossible for you. There is no mountain too high. There is no valley too low. God, there is no circumstance of life God, that you cannot overcome. There is nothing that we would ever face that we cannot come to the rock who is higher than we. And in you find our strength and in you find our stability. In you find the very source of living. Lord, not just to live, but abundantly live. And so, Lord, today, I'm asking you to do a fresh work. I don't usually do invitations quite like this, but I just feel impressed today to do something a little bit different, and I'm going to do it. So I'm just going to ask a very simple question. With your heads bowed, your eyes closed for just a moment, if you're here today, and you can feel that maybe there's just something going on that maybe, maybe it, it's a, you just are fearful. And you're in a place that's just been very difficult for you to trust. But you want to trust God. You, you, you want His promises to be real in you. I, w- I want you to do me a favor. I want you to look up and let my eye just catch your eye. Anybody here today? Again, I'm just fearful. I, I just, there's things I know I need to trust God for. All right, God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for just being honest. God bless you. Thank you for being honest. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you for being honest. Thank you. Now, here's what I would love to do today. Sometimes we believe that when we feel these things, that it's a sign of weakness. And I'm going to tell you something. That is a lie straight from the pits of hell. It is not a sign of weakness. In fact, it could be a sign of meekness. So here's what you do. I know it's going to take some courage. But if you looked up at me, and even if you didn't, and you, you, just, you just need God to do something, I'm going to ask you to come and join me right here at the front, and I want to have a special prayer over you. Just trust Him. I don't want to embarrass you, but I am asking you to trust Him. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Trust Him. Trust Him. 
Lord Jesus, I know that it takes a lot of courage to do what these have done today. But yet, Lord, there, there is such a peace that God can come when we are so desperate for you to do something that we are just simply going to trust you for it. And God, I don't have to know why these dear folks are here. But Lord, I do want to intercede on their behalf today. God, I'm asking you in the name of Jesus, if they have, Lord, just been plagued with a feeling that they have been forgotten, may they know today, God, that you are a very present help in time of trouble. You are right here. You are living by the Holy Spirit inside of them, and they are never alone. They are never forgotten. And I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord Jesus, that you would cast out every fear that they have right now. God, whatever is causing them to be distressed, whatever is causing them, God, to, to have these, these, this fear of panic and dismay, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ right now, Lord, that, that you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and power and a sound mind. God, I pray for these right now that you would give them a word out of their word, out of your word, God, that they would claim that word and pray that word and believe that word. And God, that you would show yourself to be a fortress and that you would show yourself to be a rock. And, and God, they would find their strength in you. God, give them the supernatural strength that the book of Ephesians talks about, God, that we have all of the heavenlies at our disposal. And so, God, I pray that you would give them supernatural peace and supernatural grace and, and that, God, you would just, God, give them a, a spirit of joy and a spirit of gladness because you hear and answer prayer. God, you are on our side. God, you, you know our thoughts. You know everything about us, God. And so, Lord, I lift them up to you, and I pray that, God, as they wait, as they rest in you, God, that you will make their path straight. God, that you will hear and answer their prayer. God, that you would give them the desire of their heart. And so, God, I pray today that, that we would walk out of this building today not afraid and not discouraged, but, God, with joy in our heart and a smile on our face, knowing that our God can. God, you can. And so, Lord, we give these things to you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Would y'all just praise the Lord with me right now? Amen. 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 We're going to stand together. Let's just all stand together. I don't know. Maybe you're here, and maybe you don't have a relationship with Jesus, and that's where it needs to start today. Maybe you need a church home, and that's where it needs to start today. Whatever it is, while we're singing this invitation, just continue to trust Jesus. Trust Him. Just as I am without one plea, but that my blood was shed for me, and that thou beest me come to the Lamb of Has it been good to be here today? Amen. Amen.
Why don't you hug two or three people on your way out and you are dismissed. Yes, I wanted everyone to know, I think she's left, but Kathy, no, there's Kathy Holland. Kathy's not been able to be with us in a long time, and she's on the back row. You want to go love on her some.